Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane. It is your CTO, Kyle Parks, and I am here joined with Nick Carlson. What's up? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I uh, didn't get any sleep last night <laughs> whatsoever. No? So it went baby cry, and then the one cat was scratching at the door, and then baby cry again, and then it was just like up, down, up, down. Oh, did we lock the door? Like, our brains were all over the place last night, and Chloe, Chloe was up the same amount I was up, so I woke up this morning, I'm like... Oh, I want to sleep more, but I couldn't. <laughs> I, I was so tempted. I was like, "Do I go in at eight? I was like, "Fuck that! I'm going in right now." I hear you. I, uh, I, I, not in the same boat, but I, I remember my daughter got up twice last night, went to the bathroom, and whenever they get up and go to the bathroom on their own, I, I don't just sleep. I like sit there and intently listen, and I'm like, "Do I get up? Are they good? I, I, they're good. Like I know they're good. My daughter's seven at this point, and uh, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm like listening and. She's, she hits the fan and accidentally turns the fan off and then turns the lights on. I can see how bright they are and then she turns them down really fast. And this is like 1 o'clock in the morning. Do you have those like... Um, dimmer switch? Yeah, but do you have the ones where you like drag your finger across it? Or is no, it one of the... it's on the mechanical. Okay, I know the old mechanical one. Our friends have the one where you just drag your finger across it. Fancy. And yeah, oh dude, it's cool as shit. But I ended up clicking it and then the light went down. And I was like, what the heck? And he's like, yeah, it's one of those drag finger ones. And I was like, no way. And you could do it inside, outside, all around. I was like, this is so much fun. I, we So it's the the switch I have in, in, in my bathroom is the only one in the house that way. So yeah. it, I'm always screwing it up. Like, what, what, what is, what's the sorcery? I don't understand it. <laughs> did my finger, did my fat finger just roll across it or oh, something? I can't so see funny. shit in here. <laughs> I can't see what shit in here. No, but it, it's, uh, you know, I get the whole kid thing and the cat thing and the dog. Thing. People wreck in front of my house constantly. Yeah. The last week. Two people have just demolished their cars right in front of my house. Ugh. And it's in the middle of the night. And I'm like, well, it, no, the one was only like 11 o'clock. Yeah. Something like that. I'm like, y'all just pay attention. And then you text me, hey, it's 209. Yeah. They're in the middle of the morning. God, I, I told you I'd do it. I know. You, asked, you I think you said it on this podcast. I think you're like, you better not do it. I'm going to bitch I, slap you. And then I did it. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> All right, so lead us off here. What are we going to jump into today? So we've had a couple of podcasts where we've talked about setting expectations and how people don't quite like doing that, but it's kind of, it's good to get yourself to that new level. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that with myself lately is something triggered me the other day when Sam was stacking the hitchmates and it was nothing like bad against him. It was just something I noticed within myself, but when he was setting the hitchmates onto another pallet, it triggered my anxiety immediately. Why? And I'm like, I, what was he doing? So it was just the fact that they weren't stacked and organized. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that it was just, he needed something or the, or no, it was the cart. He took them off the cart, put them on a pallet because he needed the cart which was fine and I get it, but he was just putting them on there really quick because he just needed something done really fast to get the cart. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't through any fault of his own. It was just, I noticed that it triggered something and I'm like, wow, that's something that I noticed triggered my anxiety. How do I handle that? So for me, I, if, if I notice that it's out of hand, I either tackle that immediately mm -hmm. or I have to set it on the pallet and kind of clean it up and make it nice and pretty. And it's the same way with like the whiteboard. Mm -hmm. I've been setting it so that I have the whiteboard the way that I need it so that I can produce the best possible way while also seeing like, hey, this the blades need to be done by this date. The um, the swivel brackets need to be just or done by this date. So I'm setting myself or setting expectations for myself to achieve these dates within a certain per time period, mm -hmm. but also if I can exceed them, perfect. Mm -hmm. You know that make it allows me to get onto the next thing. But then I'm also constantly trying to reamp 
or re up it so that you know I'm I'm taking myself to that next level. Yeah. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I get it. Yeah. And then like okay, like for for instance, Sam and stacking the stuff off the cart. That's bullshit. He should be putting it down. Okay, so here's how I see it. You should always be doing things in a manner that if a customer comes in or I come walking through that they would be like, wow, he's doing a really great job. Not just haphazardly throwing shit around. Yeah. Like that's something he has to work on. Um, because it takes just as much effort to set it down in a crazy way as it does in a organized way. I will say the the hitchmate like standard flats, they are kind of a pain in the ass. Like if you don't have like a flat level service to stack them, they are a pain to stack. Well, get them, get a flat surface. Yeah. Put a piece of plywood down. We got plenty of it around here. Oh yeah, that I know. But I was just saying they they do tend to become a pain in the butt if you're just trying to like stack something really quick. They are not easy to stack. Easy, like nice. Yeah. So when it comes to, like expectations, there's there's really, in my opinion, there's there's two ways of going about it. There is setting an expectation that is going to better you, and then there's setting an expectation that is easy for anybody to hit and it really doesn't better anybody and you're doing it just because you're lazy what's like one of the things around the shop we always say is clean up after yourself well clean as you go yeah clean as you go sorry clean as you go yeah clean as you go so like every time i'm done with the paint booth i immediately sweep the whole booth area into the booth i mean there's a little bit of powder and maybe like a piece of dirt or something but the vacuum you know scoops that up at the Mm -hmm. end of the day anyway so i sweep everything in there that way it's easy to collect Mm-hmm. But that also keeps the booth area nice and clean. And if you look on the bench, there's a couple pieces of just random materials that have to go back through the booth mm-hmm. that are kind of scattered on the bench. But that's just because sometimes parts don't stack well. It's also in, it's in progress. Yeah, but that and I, like when I go through, um, when I go through standing apart, I always make stacks like just off to the side, mm-hmm. and then as I stack them for quote-unquote a finished sanded product i stack them neatly off to the other side and then i start working off of that stack but it creates that organization and i have that expectation myself to make sure that my space is organized so that mm-hmm. i could produce the best so what, what kyle's referencing everyone just to understand is when when we powder coat um currently with the facility we have and the space we have and the limitations we have we actually physically sand the parts down to, to have like a or really, laser edge or i was getting to that so we we physically scratch the surface of all the metal and then we laser etch it we chemically clean it and that way when it goes into powder it adheres to the metal properly a lot of people i've noticed in in our industry they just wipe it down throw powder on it yeah and and guilty as charged we did that in the very beginning we just didn't know what to do we didn't have a a process or procedure put together for it Uh, but now it, it seems a little rudimentary but considering the restraints we have as far as space and like I don't like using a bunch of chemicals because it's not good for the environment. Yeah. Or with the sanding, it, it you sand it, it drops to the ground. You sweep it up, you vacuum it up, you discard it, and it, it goes away. But the chemicals, there's like this whole process to it, and it has to be professionally, you know, taken away and all this stuff. I don't, I don't like dealing with that. Yeah. If it has like a danger symbol on it, I don't like it. Right. <laughs> I just try to stay away from it. My, my favorite old. Yeah, the acid baths. Ugh. That's awful. Um, and then we we have this fiber laser machine that will actually with a laser beam will will grind away and literally burn off any kind of rust or corrosion or impurities or, or whatever and so kyle basically takes his gun of sorts and he, he'll laser the part clean and he'll wipe it down with like an acetone and then he hangs it and then we spray it and we've got the best spray gun in the, in the industry it's um a nordson yeah i don't know the model number exactly but yeah, it, I it's, tell you it's phenomenal i it, just turn it on and 
Yeah, it was a five-figure purchase, which scared me way back when when we bought it. But now you're just like, eh, buy a new one. Yeah, buy a new one. Just, <laughs> just go get it. I mean, we sold a, a Mulchmate trailer last night. It was $90,000. Was it the one at your house? No, it was bigger. Oh, my Lord. It's, was it's it a gooseneck? No. Damn it. No, it doesn't even have every option. It's crazy. This guy got... He, so he ended up buying the um, the uh, the R Leaf Vac, ours. Oh, right. I have no idea why he wanted ours, but like, sure, maybe I guess he can't get it in his area or something. But maybe, whatever he could have it, and we'll we'll buy a new one, and we'll just keep going through them, whatever. Um, but uh, just so you understand what Kyle's talking about, so you know, getting back to expectations, there's I'm gonna go over the negative side of expectations. My this is my experience with myself and other people. A lot of times people will create an expectation that they know they can meet, which is which is fine, but don't come complaining when you're not driving a Lamborghini. I think in the beginning, you have to start that way. That way you can give yourself that reward because the reward is that, that check mark. Mm-hmm. But then as you go, I think it's learning to be able to grow it. And I don't think people understand the growth. That's the dangerous part of it is that, yeah, you're right. But at some point, Take, for instance, like losing weight. I, I watch people try to lose weight all the time. And, you know, I had somebody try to sell me a, a weight loss program the other day. And I was like, what are you trying to say, bitch? <laughs> I You're fat. A, I lost 100-some pounds, dude, without going to the gym or any programs. It If you truly want to achieve or do something, say it's losing weight, it's not hard. Yeah. It's, it's actually incredibly – I can lose weight way faster than gaining weight. It's it's a matter of setting an expectation – and then the expectation is completely pointless without proper execution. Well, it kind of comes down to a math equation too. Is like what goes in must come out kind of thing. But your you also have to understand your body's burning some of it, your body's processing some of it, and then you know you have to make sure that your equation's not more than what you're putting in to right. what's coming out. Yeah, and I think it's it it man, expectation. Actually, here I'm gonna do this out of just curiosity. He's gonna Google something. What are you doing? I don't know. Anyway, while he's looking this up, what are you doing? What are you looking for? Explain it to the people. I'm curious how many calories an average person, like... 2,000. You're supposed to have 2,000. Not intake, but like what your body burns. It's. I think... Well, it, it just depends on how active you are. There's. It's a big variable, so I studied all that. Yeah. So, so at my rate of how I move and function, I should be consuming like 4,000 calories a day. When I'm in motion. Okay, not the when rock. I'm, not when I'm at the desk, <laughs> yeah. right? That's my problem these days is I spend more time at my desk than I do back in the shop where, mm-hmm. I, where I burn more. But you have to monitor that. Well, I do, and I, I monitor it very closely. And so if I want to lose weight, 1,200 calories is the most I'll, con- I'll consume. Yeah. Like, this past weekend, I had three meals the entire week. Yesterday, Julia, she's like, why do you look so skinny? And she goes, that's right, you went to a trade show. Anytime mm-hmm. I go to a trade show, I don't eat. Yeah. I just don't. I don't eat anything. I don't eat breakfast. I barely eat lunch. And then we'll typically have like an okay dinner, but like I'm too busy to eat. Yeah. Like a lot of times people. They Although consume. when we go to Kentucky, George makes some damn good breakfast. He does. He, and he's, he's actually going to be making breakfast for us on Thursday. Is he? Yep. Oh, yep. Yes. So, th- so Thursday, so this is going to play like a month later, but we're doing our Christmas party this week. And um, Friday, we're going to take all the boys shooting. Right. And then we're going to, uh, I've got breakfast on Thursday. And then Friday, we're doing. I have uh, nukes catering a lunch. Oh, dude! Yeah, hell yeah! And then there's gonna be nukes cues. There's gonna be cookies. There's gonna be polenta mac and cheese, like the whole nine. And then uh, we're gonna go shooting. And then um, we're going to Doc House 
think it's called Doc House over on Canton Arrows. So I was going to explain all this to you guys today. It's a really nice restaurant. You weren't there last year. Mm-mm. No, so this will be your first. And Chloe's welcome to come. Okay, I'll and, let her know. And, and baby, if you want. Mike, my wife and kids are coming, so. Okay, I'll let her know. Because I know she's, she might not be able to come just because of work, but. It's late. I'll figure it the, out. the dinner's at six or six. Oh, din- yeah, it's fine. I'll let her know. That's what Julie, Julie's meeting us over there for, um, for dinner, but um, you know, it, expectations. It, it everybody has like their own version of all this, and what I would man, I'm dirty. Um, let's <laughs> look at my arm. I got dirt all over it. Um, the the big thing about expectations is you have to be honest with yourself and truly. It's like a it's like a race car. Race cars have gauges, right? Like yeah. The whole dashboard's like all these different gauges and all these different things that are happening with the car, and you, it tells you the health of the car. If you're not telling yourself the truth to where you're actually at, the expectation of winning a race is gonna is never gonna come into play. Like if you want to know why you're losing at life or you're losing at whatever it is you're trying to achieve or you're unhappy, that's because you're not actually putting in the work to then meet the expectations you have for yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people say, oh, expectations are bad. I'm sorry, but expectations are what make the world go round. You know, you when you go to Chick-fil-A, you expect to get the same sandwich you had a week ago. Well, that and you also have, you know, the expectations on yourself law-wise. You know, we're expected not to go over the speed limit. We're expected not to kill somebody. You know, and, and if you do, if you, you do, get arrested. Exactly. That's called justice. Yeah. You know, and the justice for you, if you're not creating the expectations for yourself and you're not happy with yourself, well, the justice is that you're not going to be happy with it. Well, you're not gonna be happy with it or you're not gonna you're not gonna get a light like a, a lot. I know a lot of people and I am guilty as charged. I, I had a therapy session last night about it and I focused completely one hundred percent on what I feel and what I what I'm experiencing and what I don't like. And when I don't like something and I bring it up in, in my session, it is it is straight up me trying to figure out, well, why? Yeah. Right? And there's a bunch of people that I visually see in my head that I've met over the years at LEL or Equip or here at the shop or just out and about. And I look at them, I'm like, dude, I know what you're trying to accomplish, but the reason you're not making it is because you're not putting in the efforts to match that expectation. Well, that was me a year ago. I didn't have expectations for myself. And I, it's not that I did. I don't know if I, there's so much that went on within the last year or so, but I do know that one, it was a fact that I didn't give myself the ability to believe that I could reach the benchmark or that arbitrary number that I put out for myself to hit. But then it's also, it's, I didn't, I didn't fulfill the expectations of myself to be able to hit it. I mean, which is why I wasn't, Right. Did you just pull that number out of your ass? Pretty much. Yeah, that's what most people do. They just go, I, I want to make a half a million dollars. I want to make a million dollars. I want to make six figures, whatever. First off, six figures today that is... It's literally nothing. It's literally nothing. It's so easy, too. Because, like, I could do, I could probably do it with my eyes shut Yeah. now. Well, yeah, you can now. And, and you, I mean, look at you. You arbitrarily pick the freaking number out of your ass, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to hit this number. And I remember you telling me these specific numbers. I'm not going to mention what they were. But I was... In my head, I'm going, he has no fucking clue. You're just, you're just... You're you're in a dark room and you're just talking to nothing, because you you were <laughs> happens a lot. Well, yeah, you do. That's why you're the CTO. <laughs> I talk just as much, so I'm just guilty as charged. But having the wherewithal to to understand that the expectation expectations are good. You what's bad is when you don't execute on them, right? Like you just you you want to. If you have a journey out in front of you and you're trying to drive from here to Vegas, yeah, 
and the expectation is to get to Vegas, you better have a plan or you're never going to get there. You're just going to drive around in circles. Yeah. So you can't just take random roads and expect to get there. It's, you know, you have to have a plan together and then you have to follow the plan. You know what else I see a lot of too? And I see this on the internet a lot and it's people are like, well, I'm going to go there and, and you know, Oh, this is this one's big. I freaking hate this one. And I grew oh, up boy. in a I grew up in a Christian environment, right? So God will teach me. God will tell me how to get there. Let me tell you a little story. Listen to this. This is this is age old story. <laughs> woman lives in this house. Okay, could be a man. I'm just uh, the story is a woman, and the woman's you know in this house, and she lives by the water, and it's starting to flood, and the woman's freaking out, and so she she climbs her way out of her house. And she gets up on the second story, or like she climbs up to the second story, not climbs out of the house, but climbs up to the second story. Water's now above the first floor. It's up to the second floor of this house. This, this woman's like, you know, God, can you please save me? Save me from this flood. So she's sitting there and, and she's trying to figure out how the heck she's going to survive this flood. And this dude pulls up on a boat, a little, little like crabbing boat, let's say. And he's like, you know, ma'am, get in the boat, get in the boat. And she's like, nope, God's going to save me. God's going to save me. And he's like, all right, you know, teach their own. See ya. Psh, takes off. Water's now to the second story in, in, in rising, and now she has to get out of the house and onto the roof. She gets on the roof, and a helicopter comes by. And he's like, last chance, lady, we'll save you. Nope, my Lord's going to save me. <clears throat> she she then has this expectation that God's going to save her, and then she floods and dies, right? And, and she goes... She goes to the pearly gates and she talks to, to Christ and she's like, what the heck? You didn't save me. He goes, I sent you a damn boat and a helicopter. Yeah. What else do you want from me? You didn't take action. You didn't take the action. I've heard that I've heard that story so many times. Well, and it's so true. And and it's like, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with God. Yeah. Right. But a lot of people use, use Christianity and all that as a crutch. Like, oh, God will provide. No, you provide. Yeah. God already provided by giving you the ability to make a choice. Yeah. There's your gift. And, and, and too many people, oh, it's a miracle. No, it's not. Dawson Manufacturing is not a miracle. My thought wasn't a miracle. My thought was based upon years of, of trial and error and trial and error, and then I finally just had the wherewithal to, sorry, God didn't do that. It was also a problem-solution standpoint is that there was a problem and or a major problem within the industry, and this is now the solution. Correct. And, and you know, what God gave me was, the, this amazing ability to well, it wasn't even about, I I earned the ability. I was born, thank you, one in four trillion chance, and I do believe that my overall personal size has helped me in my life. And what it did was all those years of being able to muscle through all the work that I did, and then what ended up hurting, like my broken back, my broken jaw, all that came from that being able to muscle through. But then that that turmoil I went through then taught me. Holy crap! You can, you can do this better, and that's how Mulchmate came, and that's why I have the ability I have now. Yeah, and if you don't take the action of like, oh, you're in this in this pit. Like, I know a lot of people they'll go through the the disability of a broken back or broken this, and there's so many stories of people out there that have the determination to have to want to walk again, mm-hmm. and they do it. They do it, and you they're know? told they can't. Well, and there's a guy, um, I forget his first name. It's it's like Tim Gall. Um, Joffrey or something like that. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but he lives out in like Utah or something like that. Mm. And um, he's he was like a stunt devil, mm-hmm. and he uh, rode a dirt bike and did one of those long jumps and just completely messed it up. 
Oh, and Godfrey. God, yeah. Godfrey, yeah, I know him. Yeah. Um, but his, the, his back was or paralyzed, like middle of his back Destroyed. all the way down. Destroyed. Wasn't able to walk for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I think it was like three years ago he started walking again. Mm-hmm. Or four years ago. Maybe, maybe it was even more. He works his ass off. Yeah. Like, have you seen some of the videos of him training? Mm-hmm. It is crazy. But, like, he doesn't have full range of motion out of his legs, but he's still able to walk. He get, he's got married. He has a kid. Exactly. He got it done. Like, I saw a video of him, his wife throwing up the other day because she's pregnant again. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, yes, there are certain circumstances that you, you're not going to be able to walk again. But there's a million other things that people that can't walk can do. Like, But they, think about it. They don't. Have, so there's, there's how many veterans that don't have legs, but they still get prosthetics and they make the best out of it. They do. And they and they probably have a better life now than they did before because their 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 mindset is different. All the power you need is in your head. Yeah, if you want to read a book that goes down some um Kyle Carpenter, I can't remember the name of the book, but there are some stories of the PTSD that he went through mm-hmm. and he's like he was laying, I think it was he was laying in the hospital bed. And there was something going on, but then next thing you know, there was massive spiders crawling out of the wall, and they started coming towards him and, like, eating him alive, and he couldn't get out of it, or something very similar to that. But his – there's things that people go through Mm -hmm. that don't even amount to what you could possibly think of. Oh, yeah. You know, like, he was – so his story was he was – I want to say he was on command or something like that, and he was on a post, and a grenade came up, and instead of trying to run for cover, he was the one that jumped on it and mm. saved the guys around him, mm. and it blew up. He had shrapnel all through his face. Um, the book's called You Are Worth It, mm. Build a Life Worth Fighting For. Yeah, um, come on. I think I might read it again, because it was. there's a lot of cool life lessons in it, but he had this expectation of himself to not give up mm-hmm. and you know he went through all the um the surgeries and the uh, ptsd tr- um not train uh, what is that um therapy treatments yeah yeah therapy, and therapy. and he um he came out on the other side wrote a book about it and is now doing massive speeches and mm-hmm. just making a great word for himself yeah you know so he had the expectation of not quitting Mm-hmm. And being that he didn't quit, he has now made something of himself. Yeah, I mean, there's so many in bad heroes are born in bad times, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people that man, dude, do they woe is me? And and I've definitely been you know a part of that before, but I think too many people get caught up in in Instagram, in the highlight reels, in you know just. They're doing it. Why can't I? Well, first well it's also off, they only want to post the highlight reels too. It is, but okay. So say you're just a consumer, right? Not the guy actually posting on the reel. Say you're one of those people that just hides and just looks at Instagram as a ghost, if you will. Yeah. Fine, nothing wrong with it. But you got to understand that these people that succeed are typically they've gone through a lot. Yeah, Alex Ramosi was saying it's you. You'll never pick the right thing the first time. Ever. But you have to go through all of the wrong things to pick the right thing. And then, yeah, the right thing's going to win 100x over than what the wrong things did. But you have to stack those 1% and just keep stacking them. And um, I don't, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff lately, and it's it's interesting how he thinks. Is He's not concerned as to why something happened or how it happened. It's mm-hmm. just the fact that it worked. And then keep repeating it and repeating it repeating it. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's something that I find interesting because if you analyze – 
why something worked or how this, how that, you get caught up in this nasty loop of analysis paralysis, and then you're never able to repeat why or that action again mm-hmm. because you're trying to study, okay, well, was it this specific part? No, just repeat the process mm-hmm. and then keep doing it. Yes, and I think a lot of people on that aren't on his level or his mindset, they are they are their they create their own version of their own victim victimhood yes right so the victim mentality is so strong in this country now it is unbelievable and people right now that are listening probably 90 percent of them are in the victim side I, yeah. I was one for a while for sure and that all that does is a woe is me you know oh i'm I'm this, I'm that, I'll never make it, I'll, you know, I never made enough money, I wasn't loved by my parents, blah, blah, blah. Well, first off, if your parents didn't love you, you, there's nothing you can do about that. There's literally nothing you do. So go find a family, you know, a family. I didn't say that, like, haphazardly. I use that word exactly. Like, go find people that love you for who you are. Well, that was part of the reason Matt was at my place for pretty much all through high school. And it's not the fact of, you know, his parents didn't love him. Said his parents had other siblings, and it was very tight in the household. And he was getting to the age that he could take care of himself for the most part, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, he moved out, and the relationship got a little better. Mm-hmm. But I've, like you said, he, I've been there for every major part of his life, and he's gone through a lot of crap. Like, you know, his mom did drugs. His mom did. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say the whole like abandonment part that you had gone through, but he's gone through a lot of very difficult things when it came to his parents, mm-hmm. you know? So that was one of the things that I, I'm proud to be able to say that I, I was there for him. You yeah. know, it, he's my best friend. And I, I would continue to do those things for him. Yeah, And you notice like when you say it wasn't, it wasn't um what I had gone through. Notice I ne- I don't ever go, well, he didn't go through. I went through. Yeah. That's because I'm not a victim. And that's the thing is, is like, okay, here's the thing I always tell everybody is like, when it came to our wedding, we had some uh, domestic differences, per se. Right. Um, between Chloe's family, myself, Chloe. It, it was a massive mess before the wedding happened. And um, I had a friend that was kind of going through the same thing, is, is that they were have their best man wasn't getting stuff done, and... You know, they never ended up actually having a bachelor party and things like that. And I'm like, look, I I totally understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not going to say I'm I'm in your exact same shoes, but I understand it because I've gone through something where I just wish I went to a courthouse, got married, and we had a big ass party afterwards with everybody that we wish was there. Yeah, you know, and that that would have been totally fine with me. Right. But the matter of the fact is, you went through your own situation. Everybody's going to be different, but you have the understanding to say, hey. I get what you're going through. And when people say, no, you don't, sometimes it's not even worth arguing. You just say, all right, it is what it is. You don't even associate with that topic anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to distance yourself because there's no need to be a part of, oh, what was me? My life's hard. It's okay. And what are you going to do about it? Well, plus none of us know truly what the other person has been through. Yeah. Like I've never seen you fall asleep in your house. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I don't know how your sleep goes. It couldn't, it could be anything. So, you I know. I woke up last night. <laughs> I don't know why this came to mind. I woke up last night. For some reason, my right butt cheek feel, felt like I was pulling a freaking Mack truck. What? I don't know. It was just my right butt cheek. It was cramped up beyond belief. And I'm like, dude, what is going on? And I'm like hobbling around the house. And I lay back down and poof, perfectly fine. No issues. I was like, what the? F- what was that? I don't know. I don't know. Funky little body of yours. I know. I don't know. I'm a little fucked up. Eh, you're not. You're fine. You're, you're just... 
you're human. That's the way it goes. And, you know, okay, so one other big one that I've been talking about a lot lately in my personal life, personal life is empathy. Yes. Right? So with expectation has to come some empathy. And this empathy is, you know, as I get older, I realize, like, I used to be like, okay, this was this was Nick in his 20s. Stop being a pussy. Yeah. Man the fuck up. Get it done. Blah, 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 blah. I think everybody goes through some sort of rendition of that to an extent. Sure. I don't see why You not. know, because, like, there's a part of me that was like, and it's funny, as you get older, you, you kind of practice it with yourself, and you're like, damn. You know, like, I, I was I was fit back in the day. You know, like, I could do 225, and I weighed a buck 30. Jeez. You know, I, I was having no problem throwing up weights. You know, now, yeah, I'm not quite as fit, but at the same time, I will outwork the ever-living shit out of myself from back then. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought me doing 20 lawns back then was a lot. <laughs> nope. How many, how many lawns have you done in a day? What's your max that you've ever done? By myself, I think I did 23. Oh, come on, man. You got to step that up. Sam, I think Sam's number is 36. I, I had a lot of driving. Yeah, well, you can't. So yeah, that, that was it. what kind of killed it. Yeah, it kills it. Well, you know, keeping this this podcast on the rails of you know expectations and, and all that, in order to create a proper expectation, you have to create that moral compass, the goal list, have the have the list of priorities that you're, you know, you're trying to accomplish. Um, do not be afraid to put an expectation on something. Just like I was saying earlier about Chick Fil A, it's also like Coca Cola. God, the more you say Chick Fil A, the more I want it. <laughs> Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> Nuggets. <laughs> You're gonna lose. I'm a I'm a uh, sandwich guy. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't do Chick. I had Chick Fil A a week or two ago, and I vowed it off my list of things to eat ever again. Mm. I, I, it makes me feel raisin like, canes though, dude. I don't know that, that too. It hurt me. I love raisin canes. My, I I like the taste, but the way it makes me feel. Okay, so there you go. There's another one for you. You gotta remember that your actions, whether it's eating food or at work or in your relationship, there is a repercussion. And when you when you desire to be okay, let's take a let's take a an argument in a relationship, right? Or or something. If your will to be right is stronger than to get it right with your spouse, you'll never have a good relationship. Yeah. If you want to be right and and get your point across It'll never, it'll never work. I try to always open because Chloe always, and this I think kind of comes apart the way with how she was with her mom. Um, it's one has to be right and one has to be wrong. Yeah. And I always tell her, I'm like, babe, it's not a right or wrong, or I'm wrong, or I did this action and you didn't. It's we're in this together. This is our relationship. Yep. Everything that we do is us. Mm-hmm. It's not split. It's mm-hmm. us. Team. Yeah. So I try to explain that to her sometimes. It's like. She kind of goes, well, I, you, you know, oh, well, you're not the one spending. It's like, no, I am spending, but we have to both look at things a different way now because if we're trying to get into a house, we may need to cut in a couple areas so that we can put more money towards the house to get, you know, into a nice, better place. Well, that, okay, that goes back to what I was just saying. So if if Chloe is spending and you're not, and that's just the facts, well, what do you want? Do you want the instant gratification now or do you want later on – the thing that you really truly want, it's going to come a little bit later. Yeah, it's like the, the you ever heard the Oreo cookie um, example with kids. Mm, uh, so this is eight. This is no. this is this is decades old. So you go to a classroom and they give everybody a cookie. 
Every kid gets an Oreo cookie. By the way, Oreo cookies are the number one snack in the world. You really? Know that? Yep, Oreo I like cookies. my Chips Ahoy better. I don't do cookies. Um, I try not to, at least. I like cookies. If I do, I like the red bag of Chips Ahoy. Yes. The, the, the chewy. chewy. Oh. Hey. <laughs> um, so they give every kid an Oreo cookie, and they say, hey, if you want, you need that Oreo cookie right now. If, yeah. you, if you wait an hour, we'll give you five. Yeah. Or whatever. It could be five minutes, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you wait, we'll give you five. And guess how many kids ate the Oreo cookies it's probably immediately? Like 80%. 100% of them. Oh, 100%. Because the children don't understand. But if you're not taught this at a young age, that carries on into your, into your adulthood. Yeah. And a lot of us, especially today, is what's worse than ever is that instant gratification, that instant dopamine hit of, I ordered something on Amazon and I got it tomorrow. It's very hard to break yourself out of, too. It is if you don't understand one simple thing. All you have to understand is, is that what do you actually, what is your final result that you truly want? And you have to determine, what do I want? Well, do that's I, why, I'm, you know, retirement. That's a big thing. Nobody does it anymore. Well, that's why I started doing it. Yeah. You know, and the cool thing is, is like all these apps nowadays, they'll give you the projection of how much mm-hmm. if you put money in now. Yeah. You know, like especially Acorns. And the nice thing about Acorns is they're FDIC insured. So you don't have to worry about, granted, up to a certain amount. FDIC doesn't even exist anymore. Like it's just all smoke and mirrors, but continue. Yeah. But it just, it gives you that smidge of reassurance per se yeah well they say they yeah. say they'll cover it, but if everybody cashed in they have they have no money to cover it yeah and it seems like um acorns has a very good model they do so you know they're able to make a profit they're able to you know run all these things for you so it's like i i trust it putting my money in there the, a lot here's a problem with i'm not trying to debunk you i'm just gonna tell you a story so my father and he was in his i'm gonna say around 30 years old so I was five years old when he was 30. He went to a financial advisor and said, help me. And the dude goes, you're broke and you spend more than you make. And my dad goes, no shit. That's why I'm here. And he goes, I can't help you. You yeah. got to make some changes. So this financial advisor started working my old man over, told him where he could squeeze, told him this, told him that. So he ends up being able to save like $100 a month. Yeah. Which for him at the time was like you saving $10,000 a month Yeah, today just extremely difficult sorry for yawning i'm just exhausted so he went on for years and years and years and that number a hundred dollar a month number grew and i don't know what it is today it's none of my business but (laughs) what i do know is is that his projections then versus now 32 years removed aren't even close yeah the amount of money that he put in the market and it was supposed to grow at Let's say it grew at 3% or 4%. It did not. It, it didn't grow that much, and everybody says, oh, put your money in the market, and it'll do this and do that. It, it, my, my father's living proof. He did everything that you know he was supposed to do, and I've talked to hundreds of people that have talked about this that have had money in the market for years. It, 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 there's, no one can account for a 2008. No one can yeah. account for a 2020, a 2020 you know, thing, and then we have this big spike, and now we're tanked again. Yeah. It, you literally looked this morning and went, Meow. yeah, I mean, I, I lost $1,000 in a blink of an eye, like, gone. So I was I was actually having this conversation with my old man yesterday with my, my daughter and my son and, and, and how we're going to invest looking in the future. So I was, I was doing, this, doing the math. If we bought, if we had $400,000, which we do, and we could go buy a house, no pay no interest, it would cost like, if you paid yourself back over 20 years, I think the number was $1,666 a month. If you took four hundred grand and paid yourself back in twenty years, which normally loan is thirty, yeah, 
but it's also including compounding interest and all that kind of jazz. That home, that $400,000 home today should rent for roughly about $2,500. So if you're able to scrounge together, you know, 400 grand and buy this house straight up or 200 grand or, or whatever and buy a home and then you can then uh, rent it out. The point of it is it isn't that, yeah, you can make $800 and change per month. What it is is that even if you profited zero, the home should increase value as inflation continues to rise yeah. and it always will. Cost of living will just go up. So when you put it in the market, the market doesn't necessarily always follow inflation or follow cost of living but like real estate will it always trends with it so you have to find a way to be able to with inflation typically kills the market but if you can throw your money into something that will trend with the inflation the money should grow yeah right so do do yourself some you know, do yourself a favor and do some research on on cash and, and inflation and, and how that all goes and you know your expectation of yourself in 50 60 years is x i'm sure I'm yeah sure. actually no i don't think enough people put enough emphasis I, i'll give you for instance I, there's somebody that's very close to me that doesn't think about their future at all mm. and i'm constantly harping on you're, you don't have a retirement you don't have any savings you don't have anything you you better get to work because like when you're 60 you might not be able to take care of yourself yeah and what are you going to expect the government to take care of you i mean yeah sure they may but it's going to be the the worst life you yeah you're gonna be living off a of spam if that's still around yeah i yikes i'm i don't want to be that guy i i believe income beats everything so yeah. if you can if you can make you know an in, income stream of some sort somehow in multiple different ways it's it's always going to be better than relying on you know the market it's going to kick your hiney so i don't know we got off on a little tangent there on just a little bit but money. i think it was fun was that good I enjoyed it. Did you get some information out of it? A little bit. That's okay. why I was looking for homes. <laughs> I hear you. So, are we going to dip into this next episode? Or are we going to Are we going to cut this off now? I and... say we cut it off and we get onto a new one. Okay, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that one. Um, I know we kind of kind of got off on a little, I don't know, left hand turn there, but it, it's important to to you know manage your expectations, but also have have some expectations for yourself. It's it's a good thing. It'll keep you honest, keep you real, keep you moving forward but yeah, if you don't have expectations it's not going to allow you to grow yeah like i have a full-blown expectation for dawson manufacturing yeah like straight up there is this expectation and it's huge i'm trying to hit it dad well you know the cool thing is okay this is something else i want to give you guys if I, let's just say let's just say that me nick carlson i'm shooting for uh, a billion dollar company let's just say yeah in my lifetime will i ever hit that who knows i'm gonna try yeah but if i hit 100 million, 200 million, 500 million. Let's say I hit 50 million, which I totally think it's easily done. Yeah. Easily. Um, at least I hit 100 or 50 or 200 or 500 million is far better than if I just sat back and complained. So y'all go ahead and complain all you want. And when you don't get what you're looking for out of life, don't come crying to me. Yeah. But if you already take yourself to the next level and you'd like a little advice, Join the Carlson Coaching Program at MultimateUSA.com. I got something to talk to you about about that, too. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. We got to continue working on that. So, anyway, guys, we love you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Life in the Fast Lane. Uh, don't forget to check out all of our social media platforms. Just Google Mulchmate, and you'll find your favorite social media platform. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. All right, guys. Have an awesome day. We love you, and we'll catch you later. Don't miss me too much. Mulchmate.